If I talk like this, can you hear me? Does this work? Okay, my hands are really tired. So, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Na'amaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem amma ba'ad. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet. Peace be upon him. It's the same problem. It is my power of magnet. Can you hear me if I talk like this? Yeah. Okay, very nice, yeah. mashallah. All right, so, so my assignment is to talk for about 10 minutes and, and share something that might be of benefit to each and every one of you. First and foremost, how many of you are not graduating? Raise your hand. Oh, so most of you. Okay, so how many of you are graduating, inshallah? I wasn't asking for a woo-woo, but that's fine. Okay. So for, for those of you who are not graduating, I mean, meaning you're on schedule, you're not graduating. <laughs> you know. uh, so look at the, these elders that are leaving us and look at how happy each and every one of them is, right? Not that they're leaving, but look at how happy they are in terms of the experiences that they've had here at the school. Okay? Some of you are first years, some of you are third years, but my hope is that we'll be doing the same thing for each and every one of you over these next few years. Now, as for the seniors who are graduating, first and foremost, uh, you know that I am personally proud of each and every single one of you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean that in all seriousness, right? Uh, one of the joys of being a teacher is watching the students grow, is watching the students mature, and then especially it becomes joyous when students come back, not because they failed, but they've come back because <laughs> they've moved on to other things in life and they're just visiting again. So I've been here long enough, mashallah, where now students have, have gotten married, I've performed their marriages, students have had children who, who've all gone to school. Seriously? <laughs> and so uh, uh, for me, that's very, very heartening, right? I mean, the joy of a teacher is to watch the flower bloom higher and higher. Okay, and I mean that for each and every single one of you, especially those of you who I, who I know better. Some of you, I feel like it's the first time I'm seeing you. But the, but the point is that uh, you do definitely make me proud, and I'm sure, inshallah, you make each and, one of, each and every one of your family members proud. Okay? And with that, also, I do want to say the same thing that... Was that, was that a, a sneeze? Let's all just stare at Sarah for a moment, just so, to embarrass her. Okay, no, so, <laughs> Sarah's like, this is the worst day of my life. So, so but, but the point being that it's something you hear from me in chutbah after chutbah after chutbah after chutbah is the fact that you are, and I'm saying this in seriousness, you are among our best and brightest, especially of your generation, which then means I'm also putting on your shoulders a higher burden of responsibility to figure out what to do to make life better. So when I interact with people, my goal, my conscious goal, is that once they've left the interaction with me, that their day is at least a little bit better, right? In some cases, much better. When you're a chaplain, that becomes very easy because people come to the office carrying all these things, and then my hope is that by the time you leave my office, you're carrying a little bit less, right? or you have a better understanding of what you're carrying, and thus it becomes a little bit less. And so what I'm saying is that central 
to what I'm empowering and entrusting and burdening each and every one of you, those who are older, is to really focus on your relationships. Okay? The relationships are what you've got in this world. Uh, but this is especially important because uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, some, uh, some friends of mine were having some conversations with very, very, very high-level Jewish leaders. Okay? And as you would expect, the conversation immediately went to Israel-Palestine. That wasn't the purpose of the conversation. It was about, about other matters, okay? about life in America as Muslims, life in America as Jews. And as they're arguing, uh, the point that the Jewish leader wanted to make he said, I can tell you something that I know is absolutely true about us, and I know is absolutely true about you. He said, what is true about us, meaning the Jewish leader is saying this about the Jews in America, is that any Jewish kid who is growing up in this society, regardless of how religious, how secular they are, whatever field they want to go into, we're going to find a mentor for them. Okay? And then he said, I can guarantee you guys don't do that. Okay. And I want you to think about this from the perspective over the course of your life, how many, if any, mentors you've had. Okay. And if the number is zero, if the number is less than five, the blame goes on the older generation. Okay. This is not a blame on you. This is a blame on what you've been handed. Because even in the case of Loyola, Loyola by now has probably had a thousand or well over a couple thousand Muslim graduates, okay? going at least from my years or even earlier all the way to now. And very few of them come back. Okay? But what I'm saying is I don't want you to do the same thing for the younger people. Okay? I want you to figure out a time in your future. You can decide when and with whom that you are going to take on the role of mentoring. Okay? Whatever it is, maybe it's in career, maybe it's in life matters, maybe it's in theology matters. Okay? You have to do this for the people who are younger. You can decide how old those people are. Maybe those people are grade schoolers. Maybe they're college students. Maybe they're people who've already graduated from college, but you're above them. And this I want each and every one of you to do. Make it a promise to me that you'll do that at some point in your life. Who can make that promise? Raise your hand. Okay, insha'Allah, right, that you will do this at some point. And another way to think about this is think whatever it is that I've given you over these years, right? Sometimes it's conversation, sometimes it's amazingly profound jokes, sometimes, that, was, that wasn't a joke. Okay, no, so sometimes uh, it might be insights on just how life works, and essentially that's been the role that I've taken. I've been a mentor for so many of you. That is my job. That's also the job that I've chosen, okay? And so another way to frame this is this is how to pay me back. Okay? Pay me back by paying it forward. Okay? And that can be, again, you come back for Loyola students, wishing or giving to the students what you wish you had. Okay? That's part of what I'm doing. When I was an undergrad, there were, there were various Muslim professors who never got involved, might never even show up for Jummah. Okay. When I started coming to Juma here, that was even something that I didn't have when I was an undergrad, even though we had Muslim professors. And so the point is, be for the younger people the person that you wish you had you know, in your experiences here, okay. or when you were younger than that. And maybe it's something as simple as someone who's just giving a helping hand. Okay. Uh, because 
there's a serious aspect to this. So looking at the course of this particular school year, okay, uh, some of you have heard this from me, uh, the number one issue that students have come to my office with, especially in the fall semester, was anxiety. Okay? Far and away above everything else. Even it might be family problems, but that was producing anxiety. And a lot of this I was tracing back to something about two years ago when those three Syrian kids were murdered in North Carolina. That changed a lot of things in a lot of our minds. Almost the sense that this, this growing hate for us, the dam was now bursting. Okay? So from that point forward to the end of that school year, 2014, anxiety after anxiety after anxiety. And then 2015, 16, overwhelmingly, the most common complaint was anxiety. And then that's how this past school year began. And further, when we began the school year, uh, and some of us, we've had conversations about this, uh, by and large, our population of Muslims on campus seemed to be completely exhausted. No energy whatsoever. Even though usually you begin the school year full of energy. But why is that the case? Because remember what this past summer was like. You had Orlando, you had bombing in place after place after place, including Medina. You had coup attempt in Turkey, and a lot of us, I think, are just exhausted. Exhausted from being Muslim in this modern era. Okay? But then we got to the election. Okay? And that evening, you know, I was getting calls all evening, texts all evening from students saying, okay, he's going to win. Right? And I kept saying, no, not going to happen, no chance. And students kept saying, no, he's going to win. And then we saw what happened. And then Tuesday night, 24-7, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, students were terrified, okay? including many of us in this room. Terrified, what is going to be our future? What's going to happen to us now? Okay? And to put this even further perspective, that was November. In a given year of all the years, I've been official chaplain. So this is the end of the third year. So add a new, another set of years before that. I'll have maybe one, two students who are complaining of suicide ideation, students who are talking about ending it all, okay? In a given year, in December, in two weeks, I had eight among our population, okay? And this is something serious. But then move forward. When we got to the inauguration day, students were literally coming to my office in tears, terrified, okay? And all of us understand the feeling, okay? Inauguration happens. And then that started transforming from February and March, or into February and March, with students, suddenly this huge surge of students complaining about faith problems. I don't know what I believe. Why should I believe this? You know, why, how do I know this is true? Okay. I mean, this has been happening over the entire time I've been here, but it surged okay, for whatever reason. Okay. But in April, there's been a surge again of suicide ideation. Okay. I did a janazah last week, Friday, for a kid, not from Loyola, not even from Chicago, but he died here in Chicago, and the belief is that he took his life. Muslim kid. Okay. And then I started getting contact from, from my colleagues throughout the country, and they're all seeing this happen. Nobody knows why. Why is it surging? Uh, Muslims in particular, but it's not just Muslims. Here at Loyola, last week, Someone tried to take their own life by jumping off of the parking garage, right here, right? Uh, this has been taking place across all the different communities, but especially ours. Okay. And I'm not saying that mentorship and relationships will cure this. That's not, that's not going to do that, right? Uh, but I am saying that when you have 
mentorship, what the young person is hearing is that they're valued. Okay? When you have a relationship of friendship, brotherhood, sisterhood, what have you, what you're telling each other is I value you. Okay? With action, by spending time together. And so that won't cure suicide ideation. Okay? If any of you are experiencing suicide ideation, then come on, then let's talk. Okay? And we'll figure out whatever it is that needs to be done. Okay? But what I am saying is that if you don't have these relationships, then it requires everyone else to get through life on their own. Okay? And that makes life much more difficult. Life is designed, especially in our deem, to be a shared experience. Right? You've heard from me that you can take the entirety of the Islamic tradition okay, and trace it back to the Quran and the Prophet, peace be upon him. And you can take the entirety of the Quran and the Prophet, peace be upon him, trace it back to Al-Fatiha, the first surah. And you can take the entirety of the first surah and trace it back to Bismillah rahman rahim And you can tra take the entirety of Bismillah rahman rahim and, and trace it back to the B. Meaning, if you understand the B of Bismillah, which is connection with, then you understand the, uh, the essence of Bismillah rahman rahim okay? That it's connection. Allah Ta'ala to you and I. The Prophet, peace be upon him, to you and I. You and I to each other. You and I to nature. Okay? And you and I to ourselves. Okay? And then moving to Bismillah rahman rahim that the primary relationship that Allah Ta'ala has with us is one of mercy, an intimate mercy. Okay? And then up to through Al-Fatiha, that this is the core of our relationship with him, the key to developing gratitude with him, and developing further and further from there. But what I'm saying is that if you leave it up to other people to do it alone, it's like you're leaving everyone in a shipwreck trying to navigate the ocean. Okay? And you don't need to do that. And once again, if at the very least think of anything in my own efforts that I've done for any of you, and like I said, pay it forward. That's all that I'm asking you to do. Okay? My joy is watching you grow. Okay? My fulfillment is in watching you grow. Anytime a student gets an insight, that for me is thrilling. Okay? That's why I'm in this field. Right? I mean, I get paid a fraction of what I used to get paid when I worked in IT. But the happiness factor is way, way, way higher. But what I'm obliging you to do is to keep these networks with each other strong. Okay? You have to go through your, your, your graduate school, your med school, your law school, whatever it is. And then you get into life, and then you get into the obligations of life, and it's easy to forget everything else. I'm not even telling you to be involved in your local community. Okay? I'm telling you how to be involved in each other's lives. Okay? And if you take that from me, then inshallah, I've succeeded. Okay? And then when the next batch of students come here, they can say with confidence, say, yeah, if I go to Loyola, I know I'm going to be taken care of by people who went to Loyola. Right? Especially five years from now, 10 years from now, so forth and so on. So I'm hoping that each and every one of you will come back. Okay. So with that, once again, very proud of each and every one of you. My prayers are with each and every one of you and with your families. And we'll continue with the next of our events. All right, peace be upon you all.